0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Double Bonus Podcast. Today, we're talking why Kenny Pickett should be a pick um for Carolina. We're talking about the Final Four teams that no one had, but somehow we all could have predicted going to the Final Four. Double Bonus went to its first hockey game. Albert Pujols came home to St. Louis. And why do you care? You're going to find all that coming up next on Double Bonus. Jackson, we went to a hockey game. We did. What'd you think of the hockey game?
1: Um, it was fun. I have no clue what's going on ever (laughs) or where the puck is, but it was a
0: fun time. No, me and Jackson went to a hockey game and honestly, it was, it was pretty fun. I've never actually been to a hockey game. I've watched hockey before. Like I've, I've watched a good amount of hockey to understand the rules and what teams are good and like stuff like that, but never went to a game, even though we live close to St. Louis. And I had a good time. The atmosphere was fun. Props to Saint the Blues, you know. I felt like the arena was nice and clean and uh I had a good time. The music kept me into it. They were playing like rave dubstep music, like every chance they got. Um, but it was it was cool. It was cool. I did enjoy it.
1: I feel like it'd have been a lot better with a closer game.
0: Yeah, the blues got absolutely stomped. Like yeah. they never had it within two three goals. They never had it within three goals. It was four to one at one point, I think uh given they did play i think one of the best teams in the nhl uh carolina but still we would i would rate my hockey game experience um aside from the actual game nine out of ten but also we did eat free all game long because we had some decent seats that had free food inclusive so i ate chicken nuggets for like i ate three packs of chicken nuggets all right they were like six i ate like three of those uh, before the first period was over
1: this so, poor lady couldn't get past me and pacey without no, us needing, every time needing she something. walked
0: by me and jackson were like uh she's like what do you want and i was like what do you got and she's like hot dog i was like oh you got a cheeseburger we had that hot dog that hot dog was not good hot dogs not The hit. hot dog was not good it's i would not, not a
1: ballpark a not a ballpark hot
0: dog no. given like it was free food it wasn't like the quality food you could have probably got or paid like 20 dollars for but it was free food like the nuggets were good enough to pay it off and, like, if you drink beer, like, you got that. Like, I didn't, but you get that. And I got free Pepsi, so I had free soft drinks the whole game, yeah. which was lit. <laughs> it's
1: like Holiday World. Um,
0: yeah, it really was. It was literally like being at Holiday World. But, um, Jackson, the NFL made a rule change today. And I'm curious, but I'm going to let you give me your thoughts on it. The new overtime rule, in which both teams will be allowed a possession in overtime, but only in the postseason. What do you think about this?
1: I love it. I don't want the Bills-Chiefs game to ever happen again. Give Josh Allen the football. And I know, you know, there's both sides of the ball. You can get the stop. Don't let an NFL team's season come down to who wins the coin flip. Because if Buffalo wins the coin flip, I'm going to guess they win that game. It's a 50-50 coin flip. I, I am a huge fan of this rule change, and I'm excited to see it in the playoffs.
0: That's, I mean, that's fair. I like what you said about don't let a team season come down to it. But here's my thing: I'm a bitter, bitter, bitter Cowboys fan, and I just my or I just want to punch my organ. If my organization had a face, which it does, it's Jerry Jones. I just want to smack it Will Smith style right in the face. But I just am like, I feel like it shows a lack of a backbone. Like if you if if the reason were if I got to ask you know all the coaches, why are we changing this rule? And they all said, if they all if one of their first two examples they gave were, well, look at the Bills and Chiefs game. I mean, blah, 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 I'm going to say, well, guess what? You know, that's that rule's been around forever and it's called get a defense. Defense wins championships. I mean, you can't show up, I mean, if let's say the Bills get the ball and they go score. Okay, so now Not every team gets two possessions. What if the Chiefs go back and score again? I mean, that was literally how the game was going. It was score last, score last, score last, score last, score last. The Chiefs had, what, 11 seconds? My Cowboys couldn't run one play in 11 seconds, and the Chiefs won a football game in 11 seconds. They took it to overtime in, like, 11 seconds. So, in my opinion, my soul was just, they they tweeted that today, eh, like, breaking news, NFL to make rule change, and I just instantly lit fire inside of my head, like, we're wow we're really changing the rule because of one team because we didn't change it for the regular season and we still haven't gotten rid of the you can't tie rule but we're still going to let there be a tie and we're actually not going to let this change anything in the other season because if a team season can come down to this like i saw someone say like we can't have a team season be ended on this and i thought well what if because the overtime rule is not in effect what if we have another crazy game like the chargers raiders and uh you know like Chargers get the ball, and they score in the Raider season's over. Oh, sorry. Next week, if that happens, you know you're fine. But this week, no. So, to me, it was a, like, it's kind of like when they did the whole, like, coaches can challenge a call. Like, they half did it. They didn't really fix the rule. They just made it stupid. They just made it more stupid. They made it for if that happens to the Bills again next year, which just drives me insane. But, and I mean, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I literally don't really like the Chiefs that much just because everyone locally is a Chiefs fan now ever since they awesome. got good. Um, but I don't mind Patrick Holmes. I do like him. I personally like him, and I like him on the field too. He's fun to watch. He's good for the game of football. Um, but, gosh, that, yeah, I was, I was ready to get on here today and just light that up because that is the stupidest thing I've seen. I've still got like 30 other things I want to fix about the NFL.
1: My rebuttal is... But- in the NBA, it's not sudden death. The team that wins the tip-off doesn't just immediately have a major advantage. In Major League Baseball, they don't just play the top half of the inning if you score. Right, You still got to play the bottom half. So I'm I'm a big fan of giving, of making it a, a more, and it's a superstar-driven league, so you put your superstars on the field a little bit longer to make those big plays.
0: And my thing is, if we're going to change it, change it to the college rules because you know it works, and that's how they should do it. Um, but... My thing is, though, is, like, the better team wins. Like, I think the better team wins, you know? Like, if you're, if you overall can't, like, I have seen, and this will sound really stupid and people will roll their eyes when they hear this, like, I have literally seen games where the the coin flip contradicts, like, half of the game. Like, I've seen, like, uh, Monday Night Football, Rams, Ravens, like, it's just a -a score-a-thon. And, like, basically every team scores every possession. And it's all about who got the ball last. But that all comes from who got the ball first, who got the ball to start the second. So, like, in my opinion, it's kind of like, it's not a, a fixable with one rule. If they would have said all games, the whole season, over time, both teams get a possession, I would have said, okay, that's fine. But now what I'm saying is if I'm, uh, like, if I've got a team like the Bengals, and I've got a good running back, and I can control the clock, I'm going to bleed eight minutes off the clock because I can tie it at least. If I can bleed the clock and run and make overtime like an extra period, which is like we don't need the game to be longer. Like That's what's wrong with baseball. So I was like, there's no way in which someone could explain this to me and, and fix my opinion or make me change my mind unless they said, well, what if we made every game like this? Or we set it up like college. Because if you said, I'm going to set it up like college, I'm going to say, sweet, because now every overtime game, I'm going to go, I'm watching this because every play is a winning play. Um, which I know affects like a bunch of other things like stats and stuff like that. But, you know, so does, so does this new rule, you know? So, I mean, that's just, that's just my opinion. But I mean, I, I would like to hear what our viewers have to think because I was, I was very upset. I was very upset. I saw and I went through the comments and it seemed to be that like, um, Younger people around our age really liked it and lots of older people did not. But then I saw lots of older people and I know that we're like, I love this rule, finally fixing the NFL, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we got bigger problems than this. But the NFL is a good organization. I do like the sport. So I'm not protesting, but I am. I am here standing up saying that this is a bad idea. This is, we're not fixing it. We're merely opening up other problems, which is my big problem with this. But Jackson, we actually last week, Right after we were recorded, a big trade went down, mm-hmm. a big trade in the NFL, which I think has created a possible dynasty team in the Kansas City Chiefs. What, what did you? What were your thoughts on the Tyree kill trade?
1: I I think that that's a big part of your offense for the past several years or a couple years, and I'm curious to see if Mahomes is going to be able to find his other guy that's going to be his go-to like Tyreek was. And Tyreek's fast enough. You put two, three guys on him, he'll just outrun them. He'll run around long enough if Patrick stays protected, and make, and he'll throw a bomb to him. So I'm curious to see what happens. I don't know if, same same thing, if Tyreek will look as good with a quarterback like Tua. So I, I just, I know Tyreek wanted probably to probably get a little bit more money and then maybe not be a Kansas City Chief next year. So, We'll see what happens. I don't know if either party's really going to benefit from it.
0: I think if I'm a Chiefs fan, and I talked to a few Chiefs fans that were like surprised at what I thought, but I told them, I said, this, in my opinion, I saw you guys as like a Seattle Seahawks 2.0. Like I just envisioned that they would always be there and they were slowly going to deteriorate and get worse because when you have a fast receiver like Tyreek Hill, He's never getting any faster. He's mm-hmm. only going to get slower. Kids are only going to come closer to him and be faster. Like we're gonna, there's gonna be cornerbacks that can run with him eventually. The biggest issue was that um, he's gonna get slower. He's gonna get more tired. So for the Chiefs, in order to be a successful team in the long term, need a line for Patrick Mahomes. They need more structure around him because they've found out the last two years. I mean. Every Chiefs fan will yell at the ceiling, we can't just throw the ball up to whoever, which is like a joke. Like, it's the biggest joke that you can. And they do. But I think Patrick Mahomes can make those throws. The Hardman kid, Pringle, they've got good young wide receivers there that I don't think we can just discredit because Tyreek Kill was on the team. You've still got Travis Kelsey. You've added Juju Smith-Schuster. And the rumor was today is that they're putting themselves in the mix for another top wide receiver, which I would say you don't need. Go find yourself a running back. Make yourself a true deadly threat. Like, if the Chiefs could go get some young defenders in the draft and find a running back, I would draft an O-line first. I would get some good O-linemen in the first. In the second and third, I would look at uh, defensive pieces, good defensive pieces. The rest of the draft, I would take a shot on another young wide receiver from, you know, norfolk norfolk state university out of nowhere type of thing but i mean there's still you can still get quality players in the fourth or fifth round i mean look at look at the past years um but i think that in the long run this is better for the chiefs in the now this is better for the dolphins because the dolphins have a good talented team this year i don't know how that's going to turn out um we'll get to we'll get to see how that plays out but i love this move the chiefs i really respect a good uh the amount of draft picks they raked in infuriates me as a Cowboys fan since we gave up Lamar Cooper to the Browns for one fifth-round pick.
1: I think um, the thing for the Dolphins is they're going to have to find more creative ways to get Tyreek involved than the Chiefs did. The Chiefs, you could just yeah. run Tyreek down there and Mahomes can throw it at right. a yard and or a mile and just mm-hmm. he'll go catch it. You're going to have to find some more unique ways to get the ball with Tua being your quarterback.
0: And th- that was a problem for the Chiefs. Um, and Chiefs fans could probably agree to this um and i watch i watch a lot of chiefs games because patrick Mahomes is fun to watch and they're usually playing people that are fun to watch the first half of the year their red zone offense was horrible and really it got a little better but their offense got better in general i think their red zone offense with Tyreek Hill was lame because he's smaller um he's easier to tackle in those situations, he's easier to defend. In those situations, because he has nowhere to run. If he's in a zone, he's only running faster towards another player. You get what I'm saying? He's only running faster towards a, a slant. He's only running faster towards someone. So, in the short yard situations, they knew, okay, we'll put a linebacker on Kelsey. We'll uh, leave a spy on Mahomes, and we'll, you know, we'll lock this thing up. But now, I think this gives them an opportunity to put a better structure around Patrick Mahomes and make him a better the. The better quarterback I know he can be in the long term. I know he's gonna be a great quarterback, but I think he'll be even better with a little more he now has to play a little more structure than they've been playing. Because the amount of RPOs and stuff they drew up at the end of the year, like sometimes it just shot him in the foot. Like it hasn't in the past. And I think it's because all in all, people can kind of predict what's gonna happen. Like you can kind of feel it, you know. Um, but that's that's my that's kind of how I feel about that trade.
1: And the Chiefs are going to have to be good because that division is stacked now. Yeah, and the division is... You throw on- uh, Wilson with the Broncos. Well, and- the
0: defenses in those divisions are, are really good. And the Chargers um,
1: are... I think the Chargers are ready to break out this year, and I think that's just a stacked division. Yeah,
0: the Chargers are... I don't know how I feel about the Chargers. Like, I don't know if they, last year was, like, their good year because the end of the season ended and their social media did this whole thing, like, bolt up, we're ready for next year, you know, um, all that kinds of stuff. And then I was like, you know, like what? Did you are you really going to get better next year? Like Keenan Allen's only getting older. Um, Justin Herbert's obviously going to get better, but then they added, you know, they added some key pieces. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how the season turns out for him. Jackson, I'm going to give you a quick breakdown on. I did some scouting. I promised our listeners that I would do a little review of the quarterbacks coming up in the draft. Kenny Pickett, uh, Carolina should take him. I've heard lots of people say. They don't like Kenny Pickett. They don't, you know, whatever. I think Kenny Pickett, uh, he led Pittsburgh to its first ACC title in years. Maybe ever. I'm not sure. Um, He had a great year. He had key wins against Clemson. And, uh, gosh, who else did he beat? He beat another another power school. Let's just say it that way. Let's say it that way. Um, He's had a phenomenal year at Pitt. He had over four thousand yards a season. So he was top five he was top ten in yards, top five in touchdowns. And he only had seven interceptions. His QBR was okay. It was eighty-one point two. Nothing crazy. Um, but he's he's seasoned. He's been at Pittsburgh for a while. Uh, oh, he had a key win against sorry, he had a key win against Wake Forest and uh, Clemson. His ability to run the ball is also there as needed, which is which is good for them. Um but no, I thought I thought he had an impressive year. Uh, he he beat Clemson and Tennessee. The Tennessee win, sorry, I just came up with it. The t- the Tennessee win was a big win for them this year. But Kenny Pickett, um, in years in years past, looking at him and other quarterbacks out of this, him Malik Willis are the top two. I think Kenny Pickett is up there. He'll be a decent quarterback. Malik Willis will maybe be a mediocre quarterback and Matt Coral with the arm tattoo. He will be a wonk, wonk bust. So Matt Coral is definitely not a first rounder. Uh, Kenny and Malik will be because I assume Malik will go to the Steelers and Kenny will go to like Carolina. Um, someone that's looking for a QB and still hasn't found it. But those are, those are the three quarterbacks. For anyone that is thinking about next year in your team, if you want a new quarterback, go get Kenny Pickett. Like, the Falcons should really go get Kenny Pickett. I know they signed Mariota, but you should really.
1: Carolina's definitely <laughs> wanting to draft a quarterback, too, because they said with the Baker Mayfield trades, we, they said, we're out. We don't, we don't want Baker. Yeah. So I'd assume they're going to draft a quarterback.
0: Yeah. Um, but the NFL is still has just been um, really catching our attention lately. It's continued to be a massive entertainment, even in the offseason. Um. And I feel like every year people are like, this is the biggest offseason ever. And I haven't felt like that in a few years. Like, I usually stay away from that mainstream comment. But this year has truly been a crazy offseason. I mean, you had the two, two of the top five top uh, wide receivers have moved locations. You've had Russell Wilson, a top five quarterback, move well, arguably a top five quarterback locations. You've had uh, teams that made the playoffs last year um make moves for their future like the chiefs like the chiefs may not be good next year but i still think they're a good super bowl contender for years to come because their quarterback because the pieces they'll continue to put around him deshaun watson um, a top
1: 10 quarterback deshaun,
0: uh, yeah deshaun watson's moving you're Brown, you're still excited about your Browns. still super bowl champs over there
1: oh uh, yeah for sure
0: okay we'll keep we'll, we'll go back there speaking of your team and champs jackson you're having a great year north carolina made it to the final four how's the duke game gonna go because here on double bonus we are we are hashtag all in. Hashtag anyone but K because we do not want Coach K to win a national championship.
1: I am so excited for this team. The Tar Heels are hot, man. I I keep seeing people on um Twitter always say the Heels had an easy road to the final to the final four. Nobody has an easy road. Nobody final has an easy road to the final that. four. I mean, we beat Saint Peter's, but I mean Duke beat a fifteen seed too. But we right. just had to beat our better competition early on. The UCLA game had me nervous. Um if we stay hot, we'll beat Duke on Saturday. But if the shooting cools off, then we're in, we're in for a long game.
0: I think that the biggest thing against Duke is you know that... Uh, who, who uh, Well, you know that... Um, what's his face? Who are you guys going to have guard? Uh, Pablo. Because Baycott, Baycott did not do a great job last time.
1: It's probably going to be Baycott again. I don't know who else we would put on. Brady Manick definitely is not guarding Bancaro because Brady Manick couldn't guard anybody.
0: I think for Duke, it'll be, the story will be who, you know. Because Pablo Ben done a great job at Duke. Duke's biggest question. Ooh. Sorry. Duke's biggest question has been um, their guard play. <clears throat> and I think that's why you guys beat them that last time and like didn't just beat them, but destroyed them. Uh, but their guard play'll be the main point. Here's what I gotta ask you as a North Carolina fan. Do you trade beating them in Cameron Endor for beating them this week?
1: I'd trade it one hundred percent. Really? I I would love to beat them uh, on Saturday. Send Coach K's final loss to the Heels. I thought his final game against them, we were already gonna have the win. Playing them in the tournament is gonna it first time they've met in the tournament.
0: Which is crazy. And it couldn't
1: be crazy. couldn't be a better story right now and carolina has been a little bit a little bit of an underdog even though they're a blue blood they've still been an underdog in several games that they've played but as far as a team that just gets hot at the right moment that's what that's what carolina is right now is they're just the team that got hot at the right moment
0: mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing um for you guys you guys have going is that jj reddick will be at the game and he just doesn't have a good history against north carolina so hopefully he'll drop hopefully he'll uh, he'll drop one to you guys um the biggest thing I think about this final four is that Villanova um Villanova's in a good spot. I Hold on, let's start here. When you close your eyes, who do you think's winning it all? If you close your eyes and just like thought, who do you envision the confetti falling on in the celebrations and uh, stuff?
1: I I want to say Carolina, but I don't think they will. I think that I think that the road may have came to an end here. I think mm. that the winner is gonna be Villanova, and that's because if I close my eyes and I envision Duke, I'd probably throw up. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So, I think, gosh.
0: Um. I know that Moore from Villanova is out. Uh, he underwent surgery. It wasn't successful, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's out. Yeah. Um, I think that does play a factor in there. It's hard to count out any Jay Wright team, uh, but I think Kansas wins this one. They looked the best they looked at the end of the Miami half. And yeah, If that's your best basketball, I mean, you're fine. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, everybody. I'm like half asleep here in the studio. If that's your best basketball, you're playing it at the best time, is what I was going to say. And Ibachi has now started playing his best tournament ball at the best time you can turn. So I like them over Nova. I don't know how to feel about the North Carolina Duke game because statistically, I would be like, well, Duke, because they're more talented. But this Duke team has choked under pressure all year. They have. I hope there's a Duke fan listening to this because I'm about to just tear up this team. Um. They have lost a ACC tournament game. They lost uh, Coach K's last home game. And I think they're going to lose the Final Four game to their rivals, truly. I think that um, the craziest thing is, like, there's not... Um, like, everyone can say, you know, um, we tweeted this the other day, like, basically, you know, everyone's fans are like, well, if we would have been in that region, we would have came out too. You know, we we would be there too. I have nothing to say because my team's embarrassing. Um, we couldn't come out of the... Oh my goodness, guys. I just keep yawning. We couldn't even come out of our... We couldn't even beat St. Peter's, so I have nothing to say. Um, But North Carolina, like... North Carolina had a tough road. They played a tough UCLA team. They beat a one seed. I mean, they're... I don't care, best one seed, worst one seed or not, you still beat them.
1: We turned uh, Marquette into a joke.
0: Yeah, Marquette. <laughs> no kidding. That was a, that was a, that felt unfair. And here's here's what's crazy. Last night, I was thinking about this and thinking about recording today, and I was like, we had North, like North Carolina was on the bubble. Yeah. Going into like the last two weeks, which is what is stupid about uh, the seeding process. You know, we, we com- I complained about that last week and stuff, and how we need to divide these up. We need to have teams. Like North Carolina playing out other out-of-conference teams, so even if they're having a rough year in the ACC, um, possibly because fans were back in ACC like fully this year, you know, we can still say, okay, North Carolina may be struggling against ACC teams, but they still beat Texas by twelve the other night. You know, we can still have that to look off of, whatever. But no, they they beat the Cinderella. They beat. Uh, UCLA and they beat Baylor Those were three key wins Uh, they didn't just beat St. Peter's I knew that game was gonna be disgusting it was over as soon as as soon as North Carolina got up 7-0 I instantly texted Jackson and said this game is over like I knew before the game started I was like this could get ugly so fast and it did that was the largest deficit of their tournament and after that and everybody's like they played such a good second half I don't care they played a horrible first half and they looked horrible they looked like a 15 seed so that's the bitterness of me getting beat by them coming out Uh, St. Peter's, congratulations. You did something great, but uh, now we have a job to do. The nation, this country, we have to join together and we have to beat Duke. That is the job at hand. St. Peter's, you weren't going to be able to do that. Uh, So North Carolina, Duke.
1: The thing that I think about Duke is um, where I think Carolina's playing their best basketball right now and they're extremely hot. Duke didn't look great against Michigan State. They didn't look great against Texas Tech. They looked pretty good against Arkansas. So I'm not completely sold that Duke is um, firing on all cylinders right now, and I could see Carolina beating them again, the twice in one month.
0: I think, I think if I close my eyes, I see, and this is a nightmare for me, I see Duke in Villanova, and I see Duke win by eight, and I see it being a boring. Duke gets up by eight at one point in the second. And they never. Villanova never climbs back up because their guard's gone. So that way Villanova can use the excuse, you know, oh, we didn't have more. We would have beat him without more. Um, so I really need... I think Kansas matches up with Duke better than Villanova does uh, because of Villanova's injury, even though Jay Wright's, in my opinion, one of the five greatest basketball coaches at college.
1: The coaches in this tournament are great. I know it's oh, Hubert yeah. Davis's first first go, still, but still. Coach K, uh, Jay Wright, and Bill Self well, is a great... Is Coach
0: K actually coaching at this point, or is he just standing there? Because... This would be the biggest oh my goodness, this would be this is what's disgusting to me is that I found out that Coach K actually has a documentary crew following him around apparently this season. And they've been recording this. So if that's the case, this screams like voodoo, Vegas, like whatever, and I know people in sports hate that when you talk about that, but like, are you serious? Like they recorded him all year and they're gonna win the national championship. Like what are the odds? Um
1: one of my in a group chat that I'm in, um, a Duke buddy text and he said uh you imagine how great the ESPN 30 for 30 is going to be, and ever oh Duke wins goodness. at all, I said, all I'd have, in my mouth, all I'd have to do is imagine it because I would never
0: watch it. Yeah, I literally would be sick. I will be sick to my stomach if Duke wins at all. I literally, you heard it here first. I will uh, probably take a week off from podcasting. If so, I'll probably have to stay and recoup and cry and um, then I'll have to think about. Wow, I can't wait. And here's what's. Oh my goodness, this is what's frustrating to me. Is like as a Kentucky guy is like we lost to St. Peter's and like we beat Kansas by 25 at one point this season and they're in the Final Four like what is I mean that is why I like March and I do like the fact that you have to be hot at the right time you have to be at least playing good basketball Kentucky was playing horrible basketball at the worst possible time to be playing basketball. Um, and that's why I thought St. Peter's win against Purdue was actually more impressive to me than it was against Kentucky. Any, We've seen a 15 seed beat a 2 seed before. We've never seen them go to the Elite Eight. So I really did tip my hat off to uh, the Peacocks for that. But now it's go time, and all of us here on Double Bonus must band together and beat Duke at all costs. We must become North Carolina fans, which is disgusting to me also as a Kentucky fan. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a baby blue shirt in my closet, and I'm going to wear that. And that'll be as close as I can get to also rooting and complaining about every call in that game. And then on the other side, I will be rooting for Kansas because I think that they're the equal talented team that could give Duke a game. Uh, but Kansas also last time they lost the national championship was in New Orleans. So not looking good there. But hopefully this is the redemption tour for Bill Self. Moving on, the last news in college basketball today is that Andre Curbella of Illinois has entered the transfer portal. What is Illinois' time coming to an end on being the tournament?
1: I don't think so. I saw rumors on Twitter, and you know, this is all rumors with college kids, that Kofi Coburn was bringing the... Um, he was recruiting through the transfer portal for people to come to Illinois. Don't know if there's any truth to that at all, but it's no surprise to me that Curbello's leaving after he got benched against Houston for a bunch yeah. of freshmen to play. So that was no shock at all to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, he didn't... I didn't think um, he played well at all this year. I thought he was I thought he was either a 1 or a 10. And there was... I mean, I'm taking the guy. I've... I coach middle school players, and middle school players are very similar to that. Um, like, I might have this one kid who goes out and makes three threes one night. And then the next night, he might come out and... Like throw the ball out of bounds four times like that is if if that if you're that in my eyes in college basketball, I'm sitting you on the bench nine times out of ten, and unless I'm at a point where I'm like I need a wild card right now, hey you you with the you with the long curly hair Corbelo, let's go, buddy, let's go chuck up some threes and hope some stuff goes in and he makes horrible decisions under pressure um he did all year um but I really hope not either I mean. I'm not an Illinois fan, but I do appreciate them being good. I would like to, I would like them to not be horrible and actually come out of the first weekend, which they haven't done yet. Um, so Brad Underwood, let's get on that. But all of that to say, we're going to move on to now talking about how my Lakers are in trouble. Big trouble. Tonight is they're coming down to six, seven games left, and if they lose tonight, they now get bumped to the 11th spot, which is like not only is that, like, you're not in the playoffs, but now you're officially one of the worst teams in the NBA. Like, it's official.
1: Top five worst in your in your conference. Yeah, top five worst
0: in your conference, top ten worst in the league. So, that's embarrassing. Um, What do you think is the biggest... What do you think the Lakers have to do here at the end of the season?
1: They have to get Anthony Davis back? Other than win games. <laughs> they have to get Anthony Davis back. I, I mean... <laughs> Everybody keeps telling me, oh, he's going to play soon. He's going to play soon. I need to see him on the court. I need to see him perform. No kidding. Because I, I know that um, we talk a lot about LeBron and his. he's had some great um, personal accomplishments this year. But I think he needs, he needs a sidekick. And he doesn't have one right now. Well,
0: I think Anthony Davis is no longer that sidekick because um, he's not there. I saw a funny thing this week about like Kendrick Nunn. Like, did you see this about, like, Chris Paul fractured his thumb and he'll be back next week, and Kendrick Nug banged his knee on a coffee table and he's been out for six months. Like, I don't know the reality behind that, but I do know that Kendrick Nug's been out for a while and he did actually injure his knee on his coffee table. Um, Kendrick Nunn being back at this point doesn't help them because, like, he's not a star enough of a player that's going to change anything, but actually could only cause more problems by mixing up the style of basketball they're playing. I think that Russ has been less disgusting lately, and I think he's helped them out. But I think that um, the the West is just so competitive right now, that's what's hurting the Lakers, is that, like, I mean, they got the Mavericks tonight, then the Jazz, then they go play the Pelicans, and then they close out the season with uh, the Nuggets, the Suns, and the Warriors. The Thunder, which they could win that one. And the Nuggets. So, like, the reality is, is that the Lakers lose tonight. They lose Thursday night. They lose next Friday. Or, sorry, they lose Friday and Sunday. Tuesday, (laughs) Thursday. (laughs) They win the eighth. So they're now one of their last seven. And then they lose their final game to the Nuggets, and their season's over.
1: And me and Pacey were talking about this earlier. One major point to this is that the Lakers and the, um. The Spurs are the two teams battling for that 10th spot, and the Spurs actually hold the tiebreaker with the Lakers. So the Lakers yeah. would have to be up one game on the Spurs in order to get into the play-in.
0: Yeah, and also I felt like the Spurs, they played the Trailblazers twice, which is they're going to win one of those two. Like in my opinion, they each have, uh, the Lakers have one more game left than they do. They have seven games left. The Lakers have eight. Um, the Lakers have to win. Five games.
1: Tonight's game's really big and for the Lakers.
0: five games is like, you know, it's like an eighth of the games they've won all year. So can they win an eighth of their games they won all year right here in the last two weeks? I don't think so. But we're going to see how it turns out for them. I'm kind of nervous about it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. But I really just want to see them play some uh, playoff. I just want to see some playoff basketball. But I'm actually getting excited for playoff basketball, thinking about all the younger guys. Um... Uh I would really like to see uh how the seventy sixers do. Um but the bad news is is that uh for the Lakers, like in the reality of it, um LeBron's ankle is reported that it's not doing well. Uh, Anthony Davis is doubtful to return the season right now. Or doubtful to return tonight. Um so that means he'll be questioned maybe doubtful Thursday. He'll, he'll be day to day by next week and then maybe we'll see him in the last three games if it matters. If they if they lose these next two or three games, he'll be done.
1: I also think it's year. really important for them they they really need to win tonight, I think, cuz once oh, you yeah. go behind, it's yeah, hard to get back. Can't.
0: Especially when you're in a position like they are where they just can't win. Like yeah. LeBron's dropping 40 points and you can't win. Like it's just it's disgusting. They're kind of hard to watch and stuff, but I like LeBron, and I personally uh, like a few things about him, so I'm rooting for him as a person. The whole team, as a whole, disgusting. The organization, disgusting. But we'll see.
1: Game's on TNT tonight, so game's
0: on TNT. So tune in and watch. Um, watch me have just another part of uh, my heart get crushed this year, as you know, as my favorite baseball team, who is about to start up again, the St. Louis Cardinals, as they got uh, walked off last year which was just a nightmare. They got walked off by the Dodgers uh, in the wild card game, which was uh, disgusting because I was... Wow, I've used that word a lot this podcast, disgusting. But that's <laughs> been my feeling about sports this year is that I've just been disgusted with my team's performances. Um, for example, let me rewind you back to October of 2021 when I was sitting uh, in my boss's living room watching this game and... And the Cardinals were pretty tight with the Dodgers. I think it was tied, and I was like, I'm prepared for this game. I think it was one to one I was like, I'm prepared for this game to go in extra innings and go to 17 innings. Like, I will stay up all night to watch the Cardinals beat the Dodgers. And then they got absolutely, absolutely blasted. Jordan Hicks got absolutely shattered in the center field and ended the game. And that was just, that was heartbreaking to watch. Then about five months later, I watched the Cowboys, um, not know how to slide in a playoff game and lose first round of the playoff game, so that was disgusting. Then um, I just watched Alabama get shattered in a national championship game because they were just younger and uh, made some stupid mistakes, and Bryce Young was uh, intimidated a little bit by the pressure. Um, loved Bryce, but that's what happened. Disgusting. And then uh, the most recent disgustment or discussion is that Kentucky got slaughtered by St. Peter's. And um, that, that also hurt a lot. So,
1: But the Cardinals got good news.
0: But the good news for the Cardinals is that Pool Holes is coming home. So, yay. You know, I don't know. The fact that we have more people from the 2006 World Series teams than we do the 2013 playoffs says a lot about this organization. It really does. It says a ton about this organization. Um, Because that's the furthest we've went, NLCS, yep. In 2013, no, 2013 was a, 2013 was a World Series. No, yeah, yeah, it was. I think so. I think 2013. No, 2012 was a World Series appearance. 2013 was an LCS appearance. I'm sorry, um, but the fact that we have more people from 2006 World Series team than a 2013 playoff team says a lot about says a lot about this organization. Just confusion. Confusion. Um, I'm glad Albert's back. Still frustrated he left in the first place. You know.
1: Not me. I forgave him.
0: I, I don't know uh, I, I did know. the the I can't do it
1: the Cavalier LeBron fan I burnt the jersey and I'm, I'm putting it back on Buying I never a new I had
0: one. the jersey so that's what stinks. I was a big David Freeze guy I would have rather us brought David Freeze back oh, for a no. year just because uh he was Mr Freeze, Mr hometown um but no Albert Albert's gonna help him out especially with the d h um you know he'll be he'll be fun to use there um and also him will sell tickets for the Cardinals but also I think create a better atmosphere and hope if they get further along because obviously with it being yachty and waynos last year um but i'm excited i'm a little excited for baseball to start i'm not a hardcore sit down and watch straight nine innings of games but i will turn on saturday fox specials i'll turn on sunday night baseball um whoever's playing and i'll watch special event games and anything like that it's hard to catch me on a weekday watching baseball but i do tune into it quite a bit to stay up with what's going on I'm more excited that the hockey postseason is getting close because I think the Blues are going to be in the postseason. And now that I went to a hockey game, you know, I'm like, let's go. Let's watch some postseason hockey. Um, I don't anticipate it will last very long uh, (laughs) because of what I saw the other day. But, you know, still going to be fun. Still going to be fun in the meantime. Other than that, Jackson, Final Four championship game. Let's end it here. What do you think this comes down to? Breakdown these games for me and break down what you think uh, this Final Four is going to look like and end up being.
1: The, Car- the Carolina-Duke game is going to just, I think it's going to be a slugfest. It's two of, it's the biggest rivalry in sports. I mean, there's going to be so much emotion and so much, everybody's going to be playing I mean, ridiculously hard, but I think it's going to be an absolute slugfest. And I think it's going to come down to whose guards win. I mean, I think that Baycott and Ben Carroll, I know that he kind of owned my boy uh, Baycott the other day. But I think that's going to come down to Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, uh, the Griffith Kid, and Roach for Duke. Who's going to perform here? Because that's that's what it's going to come down to. And then Villanova, Kansas is obviously the game I'm not as excited for. Because I'm going to be um, a nervous wreck before the Carolina... Because Villanova, Kansas is first and then Duke. So I'll be a nervous wreck watching that game. Won't even really be able to pay attention. Just wait for the next one to come up. So not as excited, but... Like you, I love Jay Wright. So, and I read his book. My high school team, we run his offense. So, I'm a big Jay Wright fan. I'd love to see them them go to the championship. I like Jay Wright.
0: I think the funny thing is, is that they're all blue blood schools. Like, um, I think that lots of people think they're blue blood schools, but they're not. But these are four schools that are I would consider them blue blood schools. And um, blue blood schools have a tendency to be very like, all of them right now are like we're winning it all. Like. North Carolina fan, you see your way to the championship. Of course. You're a Duke fan, you see your way to the championship. Villanova, you're like, we're already there. Kansas sees their way to the championship. Um, and honestly, what's funny is that usually there's a team that's like, we're just, you know, just kind of happy to be here.
1: Houston last um, year.
0: Houston last year. This year, I don't necessarily know if there's a team I'm like, you didn't really earn your. Like, there's not a team that I'm like, you know, you really got it by. Like, North Carolina, you could say that they're the least of all the teams left, but they, I think, came out of some of the toughest teams. I mean, they beat Baylor, the defending champ, the one seed. The hardest thing to do. In hardest overtime. Do. I mean, it was a hard-fought game, too. Like, Kentucky beat Wichita State that year, but I even said, I was like, Wichita State wasn't a one seed. That was no. a joke. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened with Baylor, is I think Baylor was a two seed. Don't think they were a one seed, so misseeding issue there. I don't think North Carolina was a eight seed. Same thing with a TCU losing to Arizona. I thought TCU kinda got, you know, they kinda got screwed. They should have been in a position to be a six seed. Like other than Colorado, who they were a six seed and they looked or a five seed and they looked horrible in their game. Um but I think I close my eyes and I look, I see I see a Kansas and Duke championship game. And I see Kansas winning it all. But I will be rooting as hard as I can. That North Carolina beats. I will complain about every call. I will post on Twitter every complaint. I will say that everything should be reviewed in that game. It's going to be an unbelievable Final Four. One of the best we've had in years. The double bonus will wrap it up. And check it out. Can't wait to redo this part right here. So I'm looking forward to this uh, Final Four. I'm looking forward to this historic pre-match, and I can't wait to see how it turns out. The Double Bonus Boys will be reviewing all of this next week with a reaction to the national championship. I'm Pacey, and and for Jackson, thank you for listening to Double Bonus.